0: This is a Socialist News and Views special report.
1: I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special report. Classes in Minneapolis have resumed with teachers returning to schools after the historic strike of the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers, MFT 59, and the ESP's Education Support Professionals. Minneapolis teachers and education support professionals ratify contract after a 20-day strike is the title of an article on Fight Back News on March 28th. The article says it was announced that the new contract was ratified by educators on the evening of Sunday, March 27th, This came, it said, after tentative agreements were reached for teachers and education support professionals on Friday, March 25th. The article goes on, quote, when the tentative agreement was reached, emotions appeared mixed among the educators with some calling for a no vote and a continuation of the strike and others saying they had won all that they could for now and it was time to return to work and continue to build the union going forward to fight for their demands. In the end, the 75.7% and 79.9% votes mean that both contracts were ratified, end quote. The article says the workers didn't win everything they wanted, but, quote, by striking, they pushed Minneapolis public schools significantly beyond what they had previously offered winning more because they went on strike, end quote. On Socialist Alternative is an article on March 25th called No Compromise on What Minneapolis Educators and Students Deserve In that article, which was released the same day as the tentative agreement, was announced Jason Hardwig, ESP and strike captain said, quote, the labor movement was not built on one day stronger, one day longer. It was built on mass mobilizations, occupations, and hitting the political establishment where it hurts their pocketbooks. The money is there to pay for the schools that educators and students need, but we're going to need to shut down business as usual to get it, end quote. In that article, it also says, quote, the tentative agreement is far below the initial demands for a 20% teacher pay raise and $35,000 starting salary for the ESPs and reflects weaknesses in what began as a strong strike, end quote. But teachers and ESPs did ratify this contract, and many were happy with the gains they made in the struggle. Obviously, there is still more to win for our educators and our communities, but none of it will happen without mass action and mass solidarity. Educators would not have achieved what they did if it weren't for students, parents, community members, and other unions stepping in to show support and solidarity with Minneapolis teachers and ESPs. On Sunday, March 20th, I attended a labor solidarity event organized by MN Workers United at Shiloh Temple, across from the Davis Center, which was the center of negotiations and protests during the strike. The event was called Minneapolis is a Union Town and had a good showing from many unions across the Twin Cities. Here is Kieran Knutson, the president of CWA Local 7250, outlining the list of unions that were in attendance at the event.
0: I'm going to list off some of the unions that are here today, and I want you to respond with Minneapolis is a union town, all right? Ask me. C.I.U. Minneapolis is a Union! Teamsters. Minneapolis is a Union Town! Thank you so much. Ma- mate, don't let me forget mate. <laughs> and very close to my heart are the nurses from the Minnesota Nurses Association.
1: <laughs> but it's not just organized labor that has made Minneapolis one of the places directly on the front lines of the struggle for a better world. It is a myriad of political organizations that make up the rich ecosystem of Minneapolis activism. The strike of the teachers was extremely important, not just because of what this win will mean for the Minneapolis community and other workers doing organizing work. It was also extremely important because it showcased the potential for support and solidarity from the community that we have created here in Minneapolis. But the strong organizing we do in Minneapolis didn't just happen overnight. It has been an ongoing struggle. Now we go to a speech by DJ Hooker with Twin Cities Justice for Jamar. This is also from the Minneapolis' Uniontown Rally in March that took place on Sunday, March 20th at Shiloh Temple. It starts with Kieran Knudsen from our last clip giving an introduction for DJ. In the introduction, he alludes to another extremely important campaign in Minneapolis history, that being the Save North High campaign. Have a listen.
0: How insane is it that people had to organize and fight to keep one of the most important institutions in this city, North High School, open? It's really insane. What kind of insanity do our leaders have that that was even considered? They're crazy. Part of it is they're so removed from the reality of working class life. Uh, you know, Ed Graf, who I like to call Edina Graff, yeah. doesn't even live in the city that he runs the schools for. Oh. His kids don't even go to the schools that he's in charge of. But it's not just about an individual. It's about a whole class of people that have power and control over our lives. Even though we're the ones that do the work, we're the ones that make the profits for them, we're the ones who make things run, whether it's transportation, whether it's the schools, whether it's the hospitals, whether it's the factories, it's the workers who make the power. So let's start using it. the other realities that those people are removed from is the brutality of the Minneapolis police. But our kids know about it, the students in the Minneapolis public schools know about it. In fact it was them more than anyone that made the world wake up and listen to it. And many people here have kept that fight going and it didn't start with George Floyd and unfortunately, it hasn't ended with George Floyd either. But in particular, one of the eruptions that that galvanized the movement to be and gave us training to be prepared for George Floyd was when the Minneapolis police killed Jamar Clark, not far from here. And one of the organizations that's been organizing and fighting since those days is the Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar. And let's welcome one of the organizers, DJ, to say a few words.
2: Welcome to Spring. Let me shut up before it's still next week on (laughs) me. And yeah, I think that's important to realize, right? We had this um, uprising with Floyd and we had so many people that were out here, right? But that wasn't random. Right. That just didn't happen. That happened because we've been organizing for years. Right. That happened because we have these organizations like tcc for j like the Racial Justice Network, um, like Community Supporting Community. Right. Like this happened because we have this organization. And the same is true with this strike. Y'all didn't just decide on the whim that y'all were going to go out and fight for these wages. Y'all have been building this fight for, de- for a decade here, yeah. right? We need to make sure that we're organizing, right? So what I want to talk about is I want to talk about a lot of these black elected officials, right? Because a lot of them are up there and they're, they, they, they keep saying the union's so white, the union don't care about black workers, right? Like they keep going doing this whole thing. But like the union doesn't hire people, right? Right. I'm not sure who needs to right. I'm not sure who needs to hear about unions, but that's not the union's job. If the union's too white, that's because you keep hiring white people. Like and if you're in the in the power to change that, why are you out here trying to blame them for it? We have your gaslighting in the media, and so, and so I think we need to keep that understanding, right? We also need to understand that we need to be out here supporting these ESPs, right? And and I know there seems to be a lot of confusion, right? Because I know a lot of people are like, I support the ESPs, right? But I'm not sure if I support the MSTs. And I was like, it's a bundle package, right? Like, I've got to support both, right? That's just some weird type of energy. That's why we got to stand up for the ESPs and the teachers. So I'm not going to come up here and tell you that the union is perfect. You know, the union got stuff to um, the need to work on, especially when it comes to defending black and brown um, workers. Yes, right. like the union can do a lot more. And I say that as a member of ASCII 2822. But the union is what we got to protect ourselves and our workplace. We need to protect our union. Here's the thing, they keep going in there They keep saying, uh, we don't have the money Right, like, Aircraft's like We don't have the money they got, they got their reserves The state got their surplus, right You know, Mayor Frye decided You're going to give the MPD bonuses Everywhere for the cops They got money for cops They always got money for cops But they, but they don't want to invest in, um, in education, right They don't want to invest in housing They never want to invest in the things that actually would prevent crime, right? They just want to over-police our neighborhoods. That's what they want to do. With that being said, we need to make sure that we support these teachers, right? And ESPs, because the thing is, they're not just fighting for themselves, right? The reason why they're out here fighting these teachers and ESPs so hard it's because they know if they win and they get this 20% bonus and they get this $11,000 for the ESPs, we're all coming for that money because we're all going to get paid what right, we're right? I bet you right now Ed Graff's getting in there, uh, in there getting calls from all the politicians across town trying to tell them, hold the line, don't give them what they want. But they just keep cracking, right? Last week, um, Josh Pauly, right? Which, um, resigned, which was crazy because we was out his house last Sunday, and I was chanting, and then two days later I was like, oh, he resigned? I pulled, up at, I pulled up at a decent amount of politicians' house. They usually don't resign that quickly. He wasn't ready for this smoke, okay? So, so they're crumbling, y'all, and it's it's just a matter, it's not a matter of if it's gonna happen, uh, it's just a matter of when, Right? Because we're going to get these livable wages, right? (laughs) Like, like, you know, I believe that we're going to win, but I also know that we're going to win, okay? I also want to give a little shout-out to um, Tim Watts, right? Because, you know, I I remember... All the time, you know, he comes and says hi to ask me and stuff, and everyone and all the labor people like to say, he's a head organizer in charge, you know. And he always comes and he says, Oh, I'm a teacher, right? I'm a teacher union, trust me, where the fuck you been? Oh, excuse my labor. Where you been? Where's Tim Walls? This is where we need him. I mean, it's so specific, it's crazy. It's a teacher union, and that's what you ran on. Where are you at? Where's our for of support? Where you at on the picket line? You just across town? Yeah, we was outside his house last week. He didn't even come out and talk to anyone. Where you at, man? These politicians, right? We need to make sure we support these teachers, support these ESPs, and we need to keep the fight going. And let these politicians know that the Twin Cities is a union town. People!
1: That clip was provided by Urban Cabin Studios. We will include a link in the show notes to the Urban Cabin Studios video, which includes the majority of the speeches from that event. That's our report. Thanks for listening. This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.